0: This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. Today we're in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, and we're picking it up in verse 16, where Jesus now is having a conversation with his apostles coming off of that upper room. Last Supper experience where uh, they practiced what we now take on ourselves as communion, but they also experienced the departure and the rejection of Christ by Judas. And in this discussion, Jesus is telling them, speaking to them about some very important stuff concerning what life is going to be like after he returns to the Father. He begins in verse 16 and he says, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another counselor that he may be with you forever. Now Jesus here actually promises five divine gifts in this one passage. A divine helper, a divine life, a divine union, a divine teacher, and a divine peace. However, as we approach these gifts, we need to see that there is indeed a qualifying aspect to them all and it lies back in verse 15. So we should be reading it like this. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I will pray, etc. Throughout scripture, we clearly see that there is really but one overwhelming manifest of our love towards God and it is obedience. John chapter 15 verses 10 and 14 says, if you keep my commandments, please note the word if, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and remain in his love. You are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. And then in the uh, epistle, first John chapter two, verse three says, this is how we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. Now, no doubt the boys would be herein feeling quite vulnerable at this point. Jesus had said he was going away and that they could not go with him. So there would naturally be a certain amount of fear. How would they survive, they thought? How would they make it in this world being against them because of their allegiance with Christ? Who would take care of them? Now, perhaps you can relate to that kind of thinking. Maybe you even wonder those same things. But Jesus was setting their heart at ease, essentially saying, Look, boys, I will be here. I've got you covered. You need only call on me, and I will take care of you. I will equip you. I will empower you for what is coming. But it will never be on your own strength. It will always be me. Yet these things I'll give you will come through your participation. And that's important for us this week to grasp that concept. He goes on in thinking and speaking, you need only focus on one thing. Just love me. If you really love me, you will obey me. Now, John MacArthur quote says, The New Testament repeatedly gives the same test for love, and it's one word. It's obedience. It's not lip service, it's not what you say you are, it's not singing songs, the one single New Testament test for love is obedience. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, he said. Now as a result of verse 15, we get verse 16, and I will pray to the Father. Please note this passage does not say that we we should ask for this helper. It rather says that Jesus will ask and that God will give us this helper. Now, I don't say that in any way to mean some veiled prohibition against asking for the filling of the Holy Spirit. In fact, quite the contrary. I mean, we just read that if we ask for anything in his name, his will, that is, he'll give it to us. We just covered that in the previous times together. But this, as in all good gifts, is the doing of our Redeemer, not of ourselves, Again, our job is to love Him, which is manifested, therefore, in our obedience. In our response, He prays for us, and God through the Holy Spirit comes and dwells with us and in us. So let us first approach this subject with the promise not to overcomplicate it. After all, Jesus certainly didn't. His presentation, His introduction of this helper, if you will, is given with purposeful simplicity. Now, today's church has a way of making this subject so complicated and so ambiguous. Out of our love and out of our subsequent obedience, he will give us this helper. No hoops to jump through, no forms to fill out. Therefore, he, and please note, it's not it, it's he, will dwell with us forever. Verse 17 going on says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world can't receive, for it doesn't see him and doesn't know him, You know him, for he lives with you and will be in you." So who is this helper? He is the Spirit of Truth. Now that's a fitting title in that there's no lying to the Holy Spirit, gang. This Spirit, well, he'll never steer you wrong. Yet the world does not know him. The world does not see him. It cannot receive this Spirit because it does not love Jesus. And furthermore, if you do not truly love him, a love that drives you to obedience, you cannot have him either. But for those of us who do love and obey him, he promises to come and dwell with us. He would dwell in us. While we cannot earn this spirit, please note the spirit is given conditionally. We must be in loving obedience to the Father. Now that being said, such does not somehow (laughs) mandate... Uh, an elusive state of perfection. I mean, if that were the case, none of us would ever know his indwelling presence. Yet our deep and motivating love will be constantly driving us to obedience to this one we love. If our energies are daily exerted in rebellion and attempts to avoid our responsibilities to love, then we cannot expect to know the Holy Spirit. In other words, the door must be open to him. If we are not truly in love with Christ, why would we want to dwell eternally, or why would we want Him to dwell eternally in us? Look, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us to conform us into the likeness of Jesus Christ, and He does so because we want to look like Him in every aspect of our lives. He'll not make you what you don't want to be. He's not a cheerleader and he's not a, a motivator to be a better person. He is the power to be who we really want to be. First John chapter 2, verses 3 through 6 says this. This is how we know him, if we keep his commandments. One who says, I know him and doesn't keep his commandments is a liar and the truth isn't in him. But God's love has most certainly been perfected in whoever keeps his word. This is how we know that we're in him. He who says he remains in him ought himself also to walk just like he walked. Verse 18 says, I will not leave you, orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. Verse 20, in that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you one who has my commandments and keeps them that a person is one that person is one who loves me one who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and will reveal myself to him some 2000 years ago jesus departed this physical body and departed this physical world but for those of us who love him he's not gone his spirit has come now to live within us the world sees him no more but we see him Those of us who are His see Him every day. In a few chapters, after all of the cross and the resurrection and the return to the Father, will come that second chapter of Acts. And it will be there that Jesus will shake the very foundations of the world and its culture by sending this Comforter. On that day, we would know He was in His Father, and that we are in Him, and He is in us. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.